idea of a jinx. So the other day, to give an example, um, I said to Elena, you know, our life up here is really good. Don't say those things. Don't say those things. You're going to jinx it. So my question for you is, is A, what do you have to say about this? Does it, is a jinx real? Is it, is, it, is it truly a thing? Can one jinx something? Um, and if so, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts about this, this, this superpower that apparently we, we humans have to be able to... I also was not allowed to call the bad weather. So I also was restricted <laughs> from saying the, the things that could happen that would be bad or you know, cause, cause issues or circumstances that might be difficult. If I were to say those out loud, Elena would be like, no, don't call the bad weather. Okay, so there's something that I'm trying to understand is, is, and, and I know incantations use words, and I know that mm -hmm. spells can use words. So is it true mm -hmm. that we have the power through arrogance, I think, to say, well, you know, things are great and they're only going to get better and then, you know, tomorrow your foot falls off. Um, mm -hmm. Or is it just a superstition that, that can be deeply believed? What are your thoughts on this idea of the power of words and the jinx? Well, I, first off, I thought, what an excellent topic. And, and, and then as I'm going on, well, if you know how to jinx it, it becomes a very powerful tool because you can, you can, you can then control things that are going to be happening, which are seemingly out of your control by, by refusing to go through with the action that jinx it. But my, my question is always, um, uh, just the, like sometimes the jinx will work and other times it, it just won't. I've seen it and it's, it's a very, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a deeply held view in, in a lot of uh, cultures, like even in, in our culture, the Punjabi Sikh culture, there's like, oh yeah, don't say that, it'll come true, you know, don't, don't, um, don't, uh, yeah, don't, don't say that, don't think that, don't think that. <laughs> and it's very, um, you know, it, it, to me, I I have the. It can, but it, it it also might not happen like that, right? Sometimes, sometimes I if you're using the jinx, sometimes you say something because you don't want that to happen, right? But you say it anyway, and um, I I want I think, to be uh, poor. I want to be poor. And then, of course, oh, we'll show him. We're going to make him rich. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He really and wanted to be rich all along, eh? <laughs> it's, it's the, the mechanics or the, the little, the little um, ingredients that, that, that I'm really interested in with, with jinxes. Like, I, I'm not... You know, people might say, oh, if you say it, I think 
it's not just a matter of saying it. I think there's there's other things. It might be a, a physical thing. It might be a physical movement. It might be an emotion. It might be a thought. It's got to be, and that's where my interest has always been: is what's the what's the what's the whole thing? Sorry, people honking us. <laughs> but what's the what's the whole? Um, what are all the different aspects of uh, of the jinx of, of making something happen or not happen? Because if you can make it not happen, it's just as powerful as making it happen. Yeah, and it's. I I I um. Good, you've broadened it to to areas that it will be fun to chat about. Mm -hmm. For me, prior to being being in a partnership with Elena, and even with her for many years, I was probably very annoying for her because my <laughs> I'm annoying. Um, my anti jinx. My method of dealing with this magical space called the words or thoughts that can change reality or postures or prayers and, you know, whatever, um, was nothing's bad's going to happen to me and I know it. So that was not a, like a mantra. It was mm -hmm. like rooted in me. Right? I think mm -hmm. we did an episode called Worry and Jim was, uh, Jimmy was a bit astounded that I didn't worry much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You didn't worry. And I'm like, no. Yeah. But then, of course, that change and this jinx thing is part of that, right? It's part of this change that I've been witnessing and a part of, very mm -hmm. much a part of. And, and part of me is, you know, my mentality, my point of view, my culture, my cultural point of view is all being altered by living in a different country. Mm -hmm. um, and so the clarity that if something bad happened, I would get through it. It would be silly to think nothing bad's going to happen to me, but short of death, what's that bad, right? Was, you know, and then I'm like, ah, 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 short of death, what's that bad? Oh, oh, there's so many things, right? And I'm like, okay, she's kind of right. I understand. And she says, you're challenging the universe. You're, you're saying, give me something bad to deal with when you speak like that. You're challenging the universe to give it to you. Mm. Sorry for shouting, everyone. But what do you what do you think? So there so it's not that I didn't respect the these these powers. It's that I wasn't mm -hmm. I had a um, um attitude, powers not the right word, attitudes, the power of an attitude. Um mm -hmm. and so when that gets stripped away, as it has, right? Mm -hmm. Um then then I'm more respectful of saying things uh, that could call the bad weather or challenge the universe or bring bad luck because you bragged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bragging is, is a thing. Well, I was... Um, I remember when we hit the bear uh, um, and I was like, why, why, what happened? Why didn't... And then I recalled, oh, yeah, well... Wasn't it a few years ago you wanted to, like, a, a near-death experience? 
right? I'd sort of gotten into this, oh, I'd like a real death experience. And, you know, the universe, true to form, provides it, but not when you want it, not when you're expecting it or you're, you're ready, give it to me, now I can, I can take it. It's going to be when you're totally, totally not ready for it, and it, it would be really inconvenient. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that, that to me was like a genuine uh, near-death experience because we could have died, right? I mean, you could, you could die walking across the street too, but only if you, well, why, I guess why did, could. why did you want a near-death experience? I don't know. I, I, I guess I wanted to, wanted to see, is, this, is it real? Can you have a near death experience? Is it going to change me? Maybe, maybe I wanted some some change in my life that I I, I was um, um, longing for or hu- hungry for. You know, it's um, the um, and then the jinx that I mean, the famous one is Murphy's law. Whatever, whatever is going to go wrong is going to go wrong. And then they have all these other ones of, you know, say a prayer and, and then just wing it, wing it for the best. <laughs> My mom would always say things happen in three. So like if two of her friends have surgery or die or something, right? Well, who's going to be the third one? And then like it's over as soon as the third person dies or the third person goes through the same type of tragedy then it's over oh, that's so the incredible. idea of threes that things happen in threes there was a superstition i was raised with but it didn't seem like a superstition it was just sort of a way to to perceive you know mm-hmm. yeah the, um, yeah so, so you got the yeah okay. so what about so there is this thing called the power of positive thinking and, you know, there mm-hmm. is, I, you know, I didn't, I, I only know it exists because I've, I've seen it a few places. I didn't investigate. Um, so I, I guess my thoughts center around the truthfulness and reality of the power of words and the, mm-hmm. the, as you said, the, you wanted a near death experience and you, you, you sort of got one at an, you know, in, mm-hmm. in time. Surprise, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and maybe you've participated in this, and I know I'm participating in it right now too, is that uh, Mr. Gold has given us uh, Aims and Goals workshop where you outline what you uh-huh. want, right? And we're doing that version of that right now with the Spanish group. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to say, this is what gives me pause. Um, mm-hmm. I did the we. I was at the institute, and I I don't know if it was the reason for the gathering or if it was just an, a side shot of the gathering, like an activity within a larger theme. But I remember very clearly sitting down with Elena. So it was like maybe ten, twelve years ago, and both of us doing this. And, you know, going along, didn't care too much, just did it with heart and seriousness, mm-hmm. but didn't put any, 
Didn't even think about it after it was over. Mm-hmm. Did it sincerely, forgot about it. Mm-hmm. When we moved to Spain and I was going through everything because I accumulate stuff, um, mm-hmm. I, was, I was going through notebooks and, you know, notes on my life. And mm-hmm. I came across the notebook that contained my goals and aims, aims. And nearly every one of them mm-hmm. had manifested in some form or another. Not exactly, right? Like I said, I wanted to have a million dollars or something like that. Something crude and simple. And mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if I wrote um, that I wanted my, my apartment building to be worth a million dollars. I might mm-hmm. have written that. We didn't quite get there, but we got close enough. And there were other things too. And then I was joking with the Spanish group because the the directions were to be absolutely detailed and absolutely specific. And I said in that goals and aims, I remembered it still. And I said, one of my goals and aims is I wanted a group to work with. I wanted Mm -hmm. a a regular group of people, you know, of some number um, Mm -hmm. that I was working with on a regular basis, doing things. Yeah. And I've been with this, the Spanish people for about a year, and so I made the joke. I didn't stipulate it that I needed them to speak English, so I got it. <laughs> but look what happens when you leave out a detail like this. Good thing it's not Russian, but, you know, or Chinese or some, you know, even more undecipherable language for me. But so may I suggest that you really get down to the details, like language? Like, <laughs> so it was interesting. So something, there is something in that, I think. Um, and I, I just wanted to get your feedback on, on these sorts of, did you do the aims and goals? Were you there? Did you do the goals? Yeah, and goals I, I did it. I, it. From my memory, it was back in, in, in the mid to late 90s. That was the first iteration. It's true. They yeah. dusted it. They dusted it off in the two thousands. Yeah. So I, I, um, I actually, it, it, it was right around the time when I lost all my money, so to speak, ah. the first time around, because I remember, and I was, uh, you know, get get the details, make the thing, and I was, yeah, yeah, and and, and my visualization was opening up a bank passbook. With, with the numbers and the dollars in the hundreds of thousands, right? And, and that's what, what, what I was visualizing. And, and, and my thing was, I thought it would happen next week or next month. And, and it never did. And, and the closest I came to it, and that was the one part which I remembered. I couldn't remember the other things, and I haven't found my notebook I probably will someday, but uh, I, but I I managed to to get to that point, which would have been about five years ago, when we were um, constructing this house and we sold the other house, even though there was a a really horrible horrible period of trial and tribulation in there. I did get to that point. And, and, and I opened the book and, and, and it was a, like a, a recognition of that moment from, that had begun from so many years ago. 
and it, it was it was like eight hundred twenty-five. But we were building this place, so you know it was going to be a lot of money being used. And the other part of it was that um, it was in a passbook, but it was with the other bank. It wasn't in the bank that I had originally thought it was going to be, but it was in another bank. Of course, all all the all the money's gone now, but <laughs> it's taken translated into a home and apartments yeah. and furniture, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and it's um, geez, should have asked for millions, not hundreds. <laughs> so, is it is it true? We've heard it said. I've heard it said. Maybe you have to. That it's a very um, giving universe. Oh, you, you get what you ask for, but you have to ask for it. But then, of course, yeah. there's the be careful what you ask for portion of that too, right? So the, yeah. the vagueness, right? The vagueness mm -hmm. can leave lots of room for surprise or unexpected. Like, yes, I have a group that I work with that I like very much, but they speak Spanish and I, I, I barely follow what's going on. But yeah. I, but I have a group of people now that I really enjoy working with um yeah. so that did happen but that was 10 years later right mm -hmm. you know well i mean I had all a the, go ahead sorry go go i was just going to say uh, a lot of the cultures and religions and what have you they they all have the wish fulfilling jewel as the tibetan buddhists and i mean sikhs have their have their own thing um you know, you ask and ask, and you get, and and you and you you just get. You don't realize where it's coming from, right? And uh, and then you just get complacent and you keep asking for more and more. But um, yeah, and I found it, it's all like I know people. <laughs> I know people who have lots and lots of money. And I, I was doing a mortgage for something. So much money and everything. But, you know, it was working full-time, mm -hmm. which which is okay, but so much money. And, um, well, he also had some major health issues coming up, probably around my age, maybe a little bit older or younger, but, you know, close to his 60s mid 50s and so the um you know you, you get what you what you what you focus in on and what you make the prize you get it and um you know is that the, is that really the prize you want well yeah there's there's all there's all of that too it's like what what does one yearn for so then it mm. then you know, and, and what is what is a priority, right? I think a lot of the goals and aims were influenced by that I wrote. You know, say let's say ten years ago, um, were influenced by the romanticism of you know uh, being a part of the institute and its community. Mm -hmm. uh, so there were. Um, it was, and it was an institute workshop, so it was it was sort of colored by the by the wishes that often come more alive alive when when I'm there, mm -hmm. right? Um, whereas the one that I'm doing that I did for this this month, 
was yeah. far more concrete, right? Like, and mm. far more like without the sort of wistful dreaming of like, um, you know, I want to wake up from this dream, uh-huh. right? But again, be careful what you wish for because, <laughs> you know, if you only read the, the, the children's stories about that and only take in the sort of children's versions of that moment, yeah. it may be like, oh, then everything will be okay hmm. when I'm spiritually transformed. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I was, I don't know how careful I was. I don't, I mean, it's been four years since I ran upstairs excitedly saying, look, many of these things happened, Elena. Where's your list? You know, it's amazing, <laughs> right? Um, but at the same time, and I don't remember how much of that, you know, stuff was in, in there. Maybe none. I don't know. I'm usually pretty practical. Um, but I wonder, too, like we say, be careful what you wish for, that, that it, it's true. I think there's, it's, whether it's true, it's important that, uh, of the vision that you had when you, I was super impressed, Jazzy, that you mm-hmm. had visualized the bank book and the passbook mm-hmm. and the numbers, Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's a very those are very good details. So yeah. what does that say about me if I'm too lazy, if I go Protestant on everybody, I'm too lazy or too not truly invested as far as much as I maybe thought I was mm-hmm. into wishing strongly and clearly for something when it's just like, well, it'll all be okay, right? There is that tug of war between the mm-hmm. hard work, really, of visualizing yeah. and, and looking at myself at the, at, in, in, the, in an objective and, and sincere way that would ask, like, what do you want? I mean, it's a terrible question. What do you want? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want. Well, that's exactly why this is happening. Mm-hmm. There you go. Now I remember two more aspects oh, of good. that. Goals, goals, there, thinking, and um, and so so yeah, I, I got that. It's slightly different form because how I visualized it was a, a a big house. So this was at a time where I was just about to lose my house. So so I visualized this big house. And it had four pillars. And that's how I had it. Um, and uh, so it, it, it's not quite like that. It's a, it's a nice, largish house. It's got two, two pillars sort of in the front. So, so that's, that's close enough. I guess that's my vagueness. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe it just hasn't been quite fulfilled. Maybe it's going to be the mausoleum because they... They often have four pillars in the front. I don't know. And and then the uh, another part of it which I remembered was the um, was the emotional aspect, and, and that was like, oh yeah, just when you when you're um, when it. Uh, I mean, it was described in the Harry Potter Potter series as as like a. Uh, a balloon inside you, it just starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger. 
And so mine was like, you just feel really happy and joyful. And it's like champagne just bubbling, bubbling into your heart and emotion. And then you've got anxiety instead. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> feels <laughs> the same. <laughs> that's the, uh, well, I, 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 yeah, I, it might be how your, your brain sees it. It sees it as anxiety. It's going to be like that. It, well, I, you know, I've had both. But I remember we were, we were, we were going around the table and uh, Lee, Lee Perry, I think it was Robert and Lee, Robert Price, who, who led this uh, iteration of the, the aims and goals. And he said, oh, I like that. I'm going to have that in mind as well. And so, um, I mean, it's interesting. Like, there's so many little things, that, details which just escape me. But little, little, little pieces here and there <laughs> sort, of, sort of stick around Ah, you remind yeah. me of a of a good moment that I had last night. Elena had gone to bed. She she off she normally goes to bed first, and I dally. Mm-hmm. And I had gone outside to you know smoke some pot, and mm-hmm. came back in the house, brushed my teeth. It was near for me to start heading up to to sleep, mm-hmm. and there was this moment. I forgot about it until now. It was really fun. And I said, I had a perspective. Let me see if I can capture this. It's kind of like a dream. I have been holding loosely this idea that as I'm at the end of my, you know, beginning the end of the story, it's the beginning mm-hmm. of the end, right? Well, we don't know how mm-hmm. long the ending is. Maybe I hope it's kind of long, but we don't know. Um, <laughs> But this feels like the ne- the next part for me, okay. just because of the number and and whatever. Mostly just because of a stupid number, sixty. Okay, um, and I've been thinking that I really want to remember what it's like to be in a human body. Like, I, I, I mean, I've taken it for granted for the most part. I mean, in certain moments, there are more, there's more mm-hmm. to them than others. So there's been some good moments. Like, okay, so you're in a human body, great. And then, you know, then thinking about other things right, right after that. But last night, it was prolonged. I want to remember what it's like to be in a body. Even, especially now, it's, it's more, there's more sensations, I would say, or I'm more in tune with the sensations. Mm-hmm. And instead of seeing them as the enemy, like cancer or you know, my knee's going out again or, or my teeth hurt, right? Yeah. Instead, just appreciate that you're inside yeah. a human being. And so I wasn't dancing or anything sort of hippie-ish like oh, that. Oh, come on, you can admit it. You no, can no. admit it. No, I just... <laughs> No, I didn't. Sorry. I would happily tell you if I was uh, doing some hippie dancing at 1.30 in the morning um, after I brushed my teeth or as I was brushing my teeth. Um, and it was just so delightful and quiet and, and, and nice. Like, okay, can, can I remember this? Is this possible to remember so that whenever I am, wherever I am next, either obliterated in a nothing, which is a possibility, mm-hmm. right? Or like... 
in some other form or just floating around for a while, maybe, maybe in a mm -hmm. being's form, hanging out a little way in, in between things for a while. Can I say, oh, yeah, that's what it was like? Or am I here to experience what it's like to be in a human being? Is that part of the lesson, right? Mm -hmm. Is to experience the limitations and the glories of being stuffed in a human form on planet Earth. And last night that switched for a moment, for some five minutes or so, to a kind of a joyful appreciation of like the sensations and feelings and moods that that come along with being stuffed in one of these things ah excellent yeah well just as you were going talking about that i was i was sort of experience well i was experiencing uh, maybe to a lesser lesser degree just from your communication of, uh, you know, because mostly we're just so unaware of what our body is doing, how it's sitting. Is it tensed? Where is it tensed? It's always uh, tensed. <laughs> Mine is. Mine is. This one is. <laughs> where it hurts, where it doesn't hurt. It's, it's just, um, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, I should be. Well, it should be. It is a, a very joyful experience to to be in in the body if you can get in touch with that uh, that um, that strand that um, uh, that that stream mm -hmm. 